Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com and in today's show Kelvin talks to digital marketing consultant Adrian Rowe, chairman of Red Sea and of the Institute of Direct Marketing North about a white paper on designing more effective emails. All coming up in Internet Marketing. So Adrian, I know um, Red Sea have been doing um, email marketing for a long period of time. Can you tell us a bit about kind of the, the background and some of the campaigns you worked on and kind of how you came to get involved in email marketing as a, as a, you know, a channel and an approach? Yeah, sure. Yeah. That, was, um, that was probably well over 10 years yeah. ago. And I remember going to one or two presentations in, I don't know, 2000, yeah. 2001. Yeah. You know, a lot of American email service yeah. providers coming over to the UK. Yeah. Um, and we got quite excited about it because, mm. you know, where our background is is a, um, a direct marketing yeah. agency, and email marketing is, is the perfect form of yeah. direct marketing, you yeah. know? Yeah, so a lot of kind of what would work for direct is similar, but I suppose there's even more measurability than you would have had for a direct marketing Oh, lots of measurability. You yeah. know, if you send out a direct mail pack, you don't know who opened the envelope. Yeah. You don't know who... You know who read the contents yeah. Yeah. of that package. You don't know for how long they. All you know is they responded yeah. or they didn't. Mm. With an email, you've got such a rich data set. Mm. Mm. And you know, part of the reason for us getting together to have a chat today was this um, kind of, I suppose, white paper. Or I suppose even ebooks a good way of describing it, called the Ten Inbox um, Secrets. And you kind of in that kind of talk about some of the, you know, the things that you think people when putting together email marketing campaigns should really kind of focus on is there kind of, what do you think if you could kind of sum it down to one that's the mistake that you think most people tend to make with their email marketing that they ought to spend more time kind of working on or trying to improve and refine I think the mistake that most people make is to work from temp- a template yeah so you know the the and perhaps to, t- to take your customers for granted that they're simply going to open the yeah. same email mm. you know same style same mm. format you know just the products that your marketing mm. have changed but Working from a template rigidly um, is, is, is likely to lead to a, a lack of engagement over yeah. time. Mm. And that actually then I suppose that, you know, different, if you're kind of thinking about each individual email campaign or each individual email that you're sending out, that that, that has a purpose and actually the best structure or format or layout for that purpose could be completely different to a different email that's got a slightly different objective. So if one is to kind of, I don't know, 
you know, reassure people, you know, tell people about a new sale, that would perhaps have a completely different physical structure to one that's about, you know, new products or, you know, actually um, a product that you've been interested in coming back in stock, that kind of thing. That, that's absolutely yeah. true. We always try to recommend to clients that they pursue a rich and varied inbox because mm. that's the best way to sustain mm. a long-term relationship mm. with, their, with their email database. Mm. You know, a digital postcard one week mm. to announce the sale, yeah. but a rich, you know, mm. uh, engaging newsletter mm. the next week to tell people, mm. you know, give people added value content, mm. if you like. And, I mean, one of the things that's always, you know, with, with a lot of the email marketing I do kind of on behalf of the agency, uh, sorry, the events that I organise, I kind of often have gone for more of a plain text kind of appeal. And yeah. I know, whereas the agency, we've gone for a bit more of a conventional newsletter design. You know, it strikes me that whenever I've been working on email marketing campaigns, one of the hardest challenges is getting the design to work across multiple platforms, more so than perhaps even on normal web design. Is that kind of something that, you know, you think is a, 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 is that a challenge that you guys have to face and any advice about kind of managing that process? Uh, it's really? a major challenge. Yeah. I think the, the big challenge of the last 12 months for every email marketer is creating responsive emails, yeah. we, you know, across various campaigns in various sectors, mm. we've got somewhere between 30 and 60% of our emails mm. being opened on uh, a device other than a desktop, yeah. you know, a, a, a smartphone yeah. or a tablet or something. Mm. Therefore, we have to create more flexible, more mm. responsive emails now, mm. which, which does... Um, create constraints on design. Yeah, I suppose that's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, because you're talking about sixty percent. You know, that's a huge. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. phenomenal, yeah. isn't it? And you know, is any kind of patterns that you're seeing in that? Because I know you work a lot with retailers, but kind of different sectors. Is, is, is it like certain customer demographics are perhaps more likely to be on mobile, or is it perhaps more B two B? So therefore, or is it kind of completely actually it's their list and you know one retailer could be completely different to another retailer even if they're in a similar sort of space. it's quite surprising you yeah. would expect it to be age related wouldn't yeah. you you know the yeah. the more youthful yeah. the target audience that you're um, mm. you're going out to the more likely it is to be opened on a mobile device but i think the growth of tablets is very mm. much coming amongst a, an older yeah. uh, age yeah. group and therefore it's not as as demographically um, mm. demographics don't define it as yeah. well as you might think mm. And I know that kind of, you know, in, in the book you talk about kind of um, words that paint um, pictures, you know, that kind of thing, and the important element of kind of visual communication yeah. in email. Any kind of, you know, I know that you've, you know, you've got a real strong kind of design competency there. Is there any kind of like particular things that if someone's kind of trying to put together, choose images or choose kind of visual elements of their email that they should look out for? Um, I think it's really, images are very important mm. for attracting attention you know there are two jobs to do with any piece of marketing yeah. this this applies not just to email yeah. but you know to 48 sheet posters yeah. Or, yeah. you need yeah. to attract people's attention and then you need to sustain it yeah. um, and you attract people's attention with the you know typically yeah. with the imagery yeah. or maybe a strong graphic device yeah. Yeah. Um, but then having attracted their attention you actually want to get sales messages across yeah. you know you want to inform them mm. Um, and, and therefore, you know, when you're using imagery to attract attention, um, persuading people, you know, making eye contact, mm. we're all automatically yes. programmed mm. from birth, you know, from the cradle to make eye contact. Mm. And we do it on print, we yeah. do it, you know, with the yeah. TV and so on. And therefore, you can exploit that mm. desire yeah. to make eye contact mm. in your email marketing to draw people's attention, you know, to a yeah. particular message. Mm. But then, close to that in peripheral vision mm. you want to have 
uh, a substantiation yeah. of that message, you know, mm. some copy about yeah. why this product is exciting yeah. or new or mm. cheap, yeah. you know, um, and then a call to action. I suppose that's kind of a really good way of thinking about the, the emails, kind of the, almost breaking it down into various stages, and each of those are about kind of attracting the attention. So, first of all, it's a pit where you've got to get them to sign up to the mailing list, but kind of will, you know, that's I suppose a, a different topic that maybe we can talk about in a second. But yeah, you've got to write that subject line to get them to open it. Once they've opened it, you've got them to actually. To, there's going to be that snap decision whether they then spend more than a couple of seconds yeah. on it and then you've got to kind of yeah. get them involved and then you've got to make them do whatever the, the desired action is out of that do you think that's kind of those visual or graphical elements are, are they good to test or actually are people you know if they're starting out doing A, B testing in their email marketing you know a subject line is the best place to start or is copy actually any, you know any experience in terms of things that are perhaps easy when people are starting out in email marketing or at least looking to take it to the next level in terms of testing particular things that you think are good to get on the testing agenda. Okay. Well, um, clearly, you know, in order to persuade people to open an email, yeah. you, the subject header is, is the place to start, mm. and that's always worth testing. Mm. You know, most of the email providers mm. will offer you a kind of pre-testing platform, yeah. so you can, you know, you can test four different subject headers yeah. on, you know, the first yeah. 5,000 of the database, yeah. and then the email provider will roll with yeah. the, the, the winner of that four-way test. Yeah. Um, there are things that you can do in subject headers to, yeah. to encourage open rates. The use of personalization, the use of symbols is yeah. growing. That's quite powerful. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, in the end, it, it, it's about, right, it, you know, mm. Do you have a great product? Mm. Have you got a compelling message? Mm. You know, the, the basis of, of writing good subject headers is the basis of writing good advertising copy. And, you know, as an agency where you're kind of working with clients to put together these types of campaigns, is it harder when you're doing that testing? Because effectively you've got to get four times as much, you know, content signed off. Or actually, is it more about kind of setting the general parameters with a, um, a client or, or, you know... But, you know, no, there, are, yeah. there is a limit. There, yeah. There's obviously a cost involved yeah. In, yeah. in testing. And therefore, I think... You know, my my teams over mm. time yeah. have come to sort of be, be mm. you know, have come to experience using experience and judgment to recommend to clients, you know, what's likely to prove um, powerful yeah. and what's likely to be relatively unimportant. So you have to kind of make some judgments. It's true, actually, you I never, yeah, I never thought about it in that context before. That actually, like, often, you know, everyone and myself, including talk about testing, because well, there's improvements there. So you try four things out, you go the best one. That's the improvement. Yeah. But what you've got to also do is make a sum and an assessment there, isn't it? Where actually, if it takes costs four times as much because if you assume that you know, you've got four variations it takes four times as long to produce the email needs to be quite a lot more successful a couple of percent improvement here and there isn't going to it's not going to cut it yeah yeah exactly and i think that um therefore you know to to create a testing program that runs on let's say you know that that accounts for 10 or 20 percent of your effort yeah. it is really sound yeah but you still want to be putting you know 70 yeah. percent or more of your effort behind proven you know a proven mainstream program mm. i think it's good to think of it in those kind of contexts yeah. you know yeah, so start you, with yeah. what you know yeah. and gradually add to the sum of your knowledge yeah. yeah so that's it you kind of yeah focus and i suppose for some people it's kind of do more testing but don't go over the top because actually you've yeah, got to exactly, make the assessment exactly. on, on the, exactly. the, the return there as well now yeah really really yeah interesting way of thinking about it there i hadn't kind of thought about it in that context now i mean i've been looking a lot into email marketing um for an event we're going to launch in the, in the new year at the moment there's this kind of interesting discussion that seems to be going on in the space about the value of segmentation because um, 
you know, I think a lot of people, particularly kind of with the you know ECRM and the, the, the increased amount of data that we can know about our customers. So we know what they've purchased before, or we know that they fit these certain demographics, or we know that they've got this interest in this topic. So kind of generally speaking, that people mostly seem to think that segmentation is a good thing to do because the more targeted you can do. But then I've also heard a kind of a flip to that coin. A lot of people kind of discussing, well, actually much in the same way we're just talking about the opportunity cost of um, you know creating different tests that actually the time it takes to create these additional segments it, you know potentially if you're kind of you know you've got 20 segments therefore you're producing 20 emails so therefore it, you know it's, it's tricky to make that segmentation sums that up have you had much success with kind of segmenting lists for kind yes. of a retailer and you know yes well, well but I think that the, the key um, is to actually look at long term segmentation mm. so in other words if, if you're you know like like you might be Calvin, yeah. simply creating some email marketing for yeah. an event, yeah. which is going to, you know, mm. run for mm. I don't know eight or ten weeks yeah. leading up yeah. to the event and then mm. be done. Yeah. Um, overcomplicating the segmentation mm. is not something that I think you would mm. find productive. No. If you've got you know a program that runs season after season, mm. then maybe segmenting out your new customers, yeah. your you know your new uh, newly acquired customers, and actually giving them. You know, perhaps a, an introduction in bite-sized chunks to mm. all the services you offer yeah. in your business. Yeah. Yeah. So, new customer segmentation mm. or a nursery program—that's yeah. that, a really sound mm. piece of segmentation. Yeah. Segmenting out your top customers—you know, the ones that keep coming back to you time after time, um, regularly buying what you've got to offer, yeah. regularly opening your emails—then mm. segmenting out that group. You yeah. know, your your top or most loyal. Yeah. Um, you know, mm. customers. Yeah. That's that's a worthwhile segmentation. Mm. The other kind of segmentation, I think, that um, is becoming more exciting mm. as, as uh, the technology evolves, is the ability to actually segment um, on behavioural characteristics. Yeah. Yeah. So, people that browsed my website yesterday and spent more than mm. two minutes looking at red dresses. Yeah. The next morning, mm. they get an email in their inbox mm. with an offer yeah. on red dresses. Yeah. That's quite powerful. Yeah, and I mean, I think that it does feel to me like that's the huge opportunity, isn't there? This kind, of, and you're getting it also kind of in other aspects of marketing as well. So you, you see it also on the retargeting. So you'll you'll browse a product, then you'll see display adverts related to that product, and if you can kind of tie that in as well, that if there's some kind of continuity, multiple there, attribution. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does start to get into the question then about yeah, who takes the credit? But yeah, it certainly does feel like. That's an area that, that, that it does well there. And kind of any, you know, with some of the clients you've worked on, some of the project, anything particularly that if you're going to set up one of these ones that's, you know, behaviourally segmented or email that's, you know, triggered yeah. by actions on the site, they're kind of good places to start or any technologies or solutions or tips that you'd recommend to people who kind of go, I can see the value in, like, if someone's browsed you know the red dress area of my site and spent three minutes there yeah. but not purchased yeah. I can see that they would be a good group of people to talk to you about how do I go about doing that is that okay yeah, yeah. there are there are a lot of providers on yeah. that I wouldn't want to recommend no, no. just one yeah. because generally across a range of clients we work with a number yeah. of, of providers yeah. especially services so you know there are people who can offer you um, abandoned baskets yeah. triggered email programs yeah. and these are bolt-ons to your yeah. existing email technologies yeah. very yeah. simple to do yeah um, so, so there are some quite exciting technologies around mm. for enabling that. Yeah, and I suppose what you can then do is then be more quite. And then, if you're then going to go down the testing point of view as well, that you kind of go, okay, well, if someone's put an item in their basket, we can do an email that just follows up reminding them about it. We can do an email that talks about special offers on disc, you know, on delivery, or a special offer on that product. Absolutely. Or kind of, you know, perhaps a more general email where 
like I don't know, 80% of it is the standard newsletter or appears to be a standard newsletter and 20% is tailored to that product. I think that's one that I see Amazon doing quite well where it's like they'll yeah, talk a- about a- the Amazon yeah, are the yeah. masters, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, really, really interesting perspective there on that side of things as well. So, with email, um, yeah. you know, to what extent have you been seeing that? Because you, you do a lot of offline work as well and you do, we do. design yeah. and that kind of thing as well. You know, is there kind of any particular examples or situations where you've seen people make that connection through? Because sometimes I think digital, more and more, it's front and centre of the, the marketer's mind, but kind of often it will be the digital team working and you're getting integration between digital, as we <laughs> talked about, the integration between email and advertising and copy there. Yeah. But, you know, any any advice for people who perhaps there's still that barrier between okay their direct mail and their print and design and the email because I think there's a good area for yes, I collaboration think between the two though. Yeah. I think it's really important to break down the barriers yeah. so we're seeing a lot of integration now between email and social media yeah. so you know we'll, we'll perhaps um, announce a new Facebook competition yeah. to our loyal customers via yeah. an email yeah. uh, you know or um, we may uh, launch a new offer through mm. social media and email at the same mm. time, but not only sort of digital connection, yeah. but also you know email connecting with offline. Yeah. So when Marks and Spencer launched their mm. new wonderful Christmas yeah. TV commercial, yeah. they actually emailed yeah. the TV com- you know they emailed the TV commercial to their existing customer base, which was very powerful. And and I think that was ahead of yeah. the launch on TV. Yeah. So that was that was quite exciting. Mm. We see um, a really strong role for email as a follow-up to mm. direct mail. So yeah. direct mail, infinitely more expensive, and yeah. therefore you know a challenge, but also m- very powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, you know, direct mail seventy percent of yeah. people open an, a, an envelope, yeah. whereas maybe you know yeah. ten or fifteen or twenty yeah. percent of people will open your email. Mm. But the ability then to follow up those people who haven't responded to the direct mail yeah. with one or more emails, yeah. you know, were maybe adding to the offer yeah. or extending yeah. some kind of count, a, a deadline. Yeah. It's very powerful. Well, I suppose it's just a nudge then, isn't it? Because it's, you know, I'm the same. I, it I, is will, a open, nudge. I will open a huge yeah. amount of my uh, mail, but it then sort of sits on that part by the door and so I've got yeah. to do that and I ought to go and do that. Yeah. Whereas the email then. I'm at that point, you know, far more able to go off and... You know, email you know. is great for overcoming inertia. Yeah. That, and, that, you know, the marketer's yeah. greatest enemy is inertia. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We have lots of people out there who fully intend to buy our products but never quite get round to yeah. it, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah, that's a great yeah, way of doing fantastic. it. Fantastic. Well, I think there's some great insights there into email marketing. I can really recommend the, the, the white paper there, the 10 inbox secrets. There's a huge amount that I took from reading that that's kind of okay, helped good. me in, in, in my kind of design. And I think email as a topic is one of these ones where it's so so important it's you know it's because it's so well established it's often kind of not seen as quite as exciting as some of the other um, aspects of digital that we might all be working on but actually I think pound for pound you know hour for hour in terms of time you spend on it you know I think it's one of those ones that makes so much difference. I know with the, the events that I've been launching that actually people often say, oh, you know, you, you know, digital marketing conferences, you know, you must have great experience using kind of SEO to drive conversions to your site. Like, no, it's all about email and <laughs> social as well for us. But it is that kind of, you know, getting a list. If you've got a list of people who are interested in your topic and you can put together some content that's going to appeal to them and you've got their email address, you're in a really strong position, isn't because it? Because email is so cost-effective, yeah. the return on investment, you know, the... the, the for, for, for digital channels, yeah. the return on investment for email is almost certain, mm. and, and the conversion rates are almost certain to trump any other digital channel. Mm. 
So it's, it's really important yeah. not to lose sight of, you know, testing mm. and evolving and refining your yeah. email marketing, you know, all the time. Mm. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much for that. I'll um, include a link to the um, the ebook in the show notes, and we'll um, yeah, really enjoyed the, the talk there, Adrian. Okay. Thank you very much, Colvin. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six or one five oh. If you're inside the UK, it's O one two seven three two five six one five oh. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White is signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.